welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Hello. It's another Married at First Sight episode, of course, which we are going to recap. And, you know, maybe this episode wasn't the most amazing episode ever, but I think, Christy, that we're heading in a little bit of an upwards direction. I feel like the end of this episode made it all worth it. Yes, I did enjoy the final scene very much. (laughs) Which is perhaps bad news for the couples. Great news for us as podcasters. Way more interesting. So let's just jump right back into it because now we are back from retreat it's real life once again yeah we start with nicole and chris and nicole i guess is referencing that infamous (laughs) game of mini golf they did last week and she says yeah normally i would have been a sore loser yes but i had fun (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just I'm trying to breathe breathe through my laughter here because it felt like to me that she did not necessarily remember it exactly as it happened. Yes, I think Chris was like, "Huh?" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what good times that was. That that was that was that was entertaining. Pretty much peak for this season. How just utterly angry she got. And so this really segued nicely for Nicole to then bring up uh, just we've been th- through this path before, but trying to keep Nicole from going nuclear, the safe word, pineapple. You remember that when they, when they set that as, as the thing for them? I had forgotten until they showed the flashback. That was a long time ago in terms it, of us watching. It was. I I feel like that may have even been during the honeymoon. I think it was, yes. So a lifetime ago, practically, for honestly for both us and them. And, and them. And yeah, so that was, for those who forgot, it was a way for Chris to be able to just, you know... Okay, things are getting out of hand here. Pineapple, 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 help, sort of deal. To hopefully bring her back to a more calm place. That was the idea. Yeah, and he said he didn't have to. And in fact, he wants to get rid of the whole concept altogether. Mm-hmm. He'll instead give her a look or touch her instead. Yeah, I guess maybe it was a little too too on the nose for him, or or just maybe I guess a little too strong to feel like oh I'm just going to just step into your mental hurricane here and just be like no you're gonna stop that right now. So yeah, it is a little odd. I can I can support getting rid of it. Well, he he just comes from things. Uh, or it comes to things from a more, I don't know, soft or subtle place, I guess. Uh, and so 
it's it's gotta go but he also he doesn't want to just get rid of the vocal pineapples he wants to get rid of the actual pineapples the pineapple who's in bobs and what's it's that they have accumulated all over <laughs> their apartment <laughs> i guess as like a constant reminder i don't know what possessed them to do that yeah, the extension of that to from verbal to physical items was a little odd, as well as him wanting to like get rid of that too. I mean, I just I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I I think that it didn't fully relate to the to the safe word. I think yeah, like there's she's just decorations. Just, she's just. She likes pineapples. I, I would imagine that's probably why, and I don't remember off the top of my head, but maybe why pineapple was chosen because yeah. she loves pineapples so much. And I love how <laughs> I love how he like assured her. No, 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 don't worry. Like I love pineapples too. <laughs> it's just it's too much. Well, how did you uh, how did you perceive? her response in this moment because if it had been me in his place i would have been like pineapple pineapple <laughs> <laughs> i mean she wanted to keep like especially the dog thing dog toy something yeah they had a like a, a plush pineapple but even so when they were talking about it in the closet it seemed like she was starting to make a spiral there for, for a little bit yeah, or she, she wanted like, to keep yeah the stuff she's like no no we're no no we're not getting rid of like, the we, pineapples we really don't need an argument about the, the, <laughs> the pineapple thing Ugh. look when you have intense people in a relationship intense things happen but it it seems like they were able to survive that incident even though it was incredibly difficult for her and i mean he i don't know i feel like at this point he has a, a like a decent idea of how to interact with her to a degree. Now, will the like appeasement come back to bite him? I'm not sure. But like when he was, for example, sort of packing up all the pineapple stuff, and as you mentioned, she's like, "No, not the not the dog toys." Like, no, look, I'm not trying to like destroy things here. Like, I'm just trying to not to have as much pineapple stuff here in this apartment. So I'm. I'll have some of it in my apartment. Like, I'm not going to throw out the dog's pineapple toy, uh, which also, seems to work. This was also, like, inconsequential also, <laughs> like, in the grand scheme of things. Like, I can't, they made a whole segment about this. Yes, but at least, at least there's something there, unlike for some of our other couples. There's there's a kernel of, like, passion and, and fire. And even if sometimes it erupts in kind of strange ways or ways that maybe we don't fully understand at least it's there that's I, all i gotta I say about that the slim pickings this season uh -huh. yes and truly an excessive amount of pineapples was my observation of that apartment <laughs> so next is iris and jasmine returning and he is still riding high on being named king in the pageant what a snooze fest. <laughs> the pageant or them? Just 
just how they just go around in the same circles. Yeah, the same, you know, the same just, things they said I, last yeah, week. I just, I just want you to keep speaking up. Yep, create a safe space yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, I just... <laughs> yeah, nothing... A very dry conversation. Yeah, they're just... They're trying to find other ways to connect, you know? They're just trying. I mean, I, I guess my my only positive observation and please correct me if i'm wrong christy correct me if i'm wrong internet i guess if you want to though i am a little scared of that uh he seemed a little bit more awake right now <laughs> it's because he won the freaking the pageant <laughs> you think so so i and i sorry i actually clarify i'm not talking about just when they were here in this conversation but it seems like post retreat he's a little bit more conscious appearing do you would you mm. agree with that like he seems a little less sleepy i didn't notice that but i mean that would be great he has looked out of it at times like very disinterested yes this entire season so i i i thought there was maybe a shift there but i i could be wrong maybe it's wishful thinking <laughs> maybe he's also like this is almost over. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, crap. I got I to gotta actually do husband stuff now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We also see Clint getting Hank a pup cup. Oh, this is going to be such a difficult divorce for Clint. Yeah, that's kind of sad. He I won't mean, get to hang out with Hank anymore. I mean, they, like, this, this was its own entire scene, too. I mean, you got to, you got to get a little bit of, screen time for the bromance between man and dog and their their dual visit to i, I assume probably like starbucks i think yeah. starbucks is the one that does that that pup cup of like ice cream or cream or like something i'm not I sure what it is i don't know but uh my observation there besides just a little awkward to me to see humans relating to animals in that way. Just like the really over the top, like, oh, I know, yeah, you're, you're my buddy, and <laughs> I'm just gonna, like, all this. And that's that's part of Clint's whole thing. Uh, so it's not a huge deal. But the other was that uh, uh, Clint's observation that uh, Hank loves him more than Gina does. I believe that's i believe he said I that mean, it's accurate <laughs> so sad yes yeah. <laughs> so sad uh, it breaks my heart it really does uh, i'm tearing next, up a little bit sorry our next conversation is a bit of an odd one with kirsten and her brother it kind of felt to me the whole time like we were like talking around an issue but not really like saying what it actually is but we we kind of hear the same things Kirsten has been saying before about needing to have the intentional conversations yeah i i just i'm massively confused by I, the, by I, this yeah, relationship i don't get it and i was i would say this is this was probably the most confusing episode like i i left it the most confused just compared to the the entire season uh because yeah like 
how how are we still on the same exact stuff? Yeah, there they are, haven't progressed in there, weeks. There are no new issues because they haven't solved or made any progress on the original issues. And then the th- I think the thing that was most confusing to me was her family. Like, what is going on there? Because I feel like that's maybe playing a role in all of this and perhaps a, a larger role than we realize even, perhaps. Yeah, I guess it seems like Shaquille doesn't want to move forward without quality time with her family. And so far, we've only seen her mom this episode. Like this episode. Well, and now her bro- her brother. But yeah, but the brother didn't even get to meet him. No, no, just just grabbed lunch with her. Yeah, uh, like why couldn't Shaq have come to that? I don't know. It just. I'm sure like, he was at a university event. Like, <laughs> like there's been a ton of weeks now. You're telling me there's not a point in time where everybody's schedules lined up. He he may just not have been invited. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because that's so that's uh, that's sort of the common refrain we've gotten in the past, but especially this episode of schedules, schedules, schedules. And I know, right? People are busy, and all of that it definitely does play a role. But it feels it feels like it is an elephant in the room. Like, it it feels like it's not about the schedules. Oh, yeah, that's 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 what I mean by <laughs> surely you guys could have found a time, but it still has not happened, so... Right, and she's, she's said before that, like, she's being intentional about uh, trying to make this happen and all of this, but then you go ahead and later in this conversation ha- have the whole... I, I don't know what that was, but basically this sort of dancing around innuendo type thing about like, oh, when are you going to bring him around dad sort of deal and like how awkward that was and like that awkward sort of, I don't know, it's like an awkward cackle that Kirsten does mm-hmm. in these types of situations. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there, There is a massive elephant in the room. And I don't know if it's just that. That's why I was like, they were like talking around it, but not actually saying the thing they really want to say. Yeah. So I like, I don't know if like her dad is just super disapproving of the process. And so he wants nothing to do with it and doesn't want anything to do with Shaq, whether it's like she doesn't really want him to meet her dad because he's not what she was expecting and isn't measuring up to her expectations like i don't know what I mean, it it's is probably a couple of things i think she's at an after party like her dad doesn't want to be filmed and also i feel like if she's like not feeling it it's like well why bother to introduce shaquille to her dad if she's gonna say no isn't her dad a pastor like i th- i like think that's he- i think that's jasmine's dad maybe okay I don't want to. So I was like, if he's a pastor, like he probably gets recorded already. Like, what's I don't understand. You can't like yeah. sneak out in the night when they're just having the GoPros recording. And I mean, it's not like I don't even think they film 
24-7 either. Like, there would have been time off camera for them to meet. Right. I mean, I'm I'm assuming, and this is an assumption, but I'm assuming it's, it's probably only something like half of the time or, or half of the days, right? Yeah, I mean, like, these people go to work when they're right. not being filmed, so you could easily just meet up for lunch or something. I don't know. It's Yeah. So. I, it, it makes no anyway. sense to me, and it's just been this cloud hanging over their relationship even beyond all of the communication issues they've had and the difficulties getting on the same page. So I don't, I don't know. And so she's like, claims she's trying to step up and like get the family together and get them to meet him. And it just hasn't materialized at all. And so it's hard to know like if that's her fault or not, I guess. Like, I don't want to say like her fault in, in in a harsh way but like if that's her trying to remain or like separated or keep distance or that really is like the problem is on her family's side i just that i don't could know be both Ugh. but that's where they are at the moment it hurts my head i'm so confused we then get a very staged scene with chris and his brother like he Chris posted like some behind the scenes videos of them like setting up the scene and everything. Was that his brother? Yeah. Okay. Who's a life coach apparently, but he was like, Yeah, we're getting ready to shoot this scene with my brother and I was just, Wow, this makes it seem like a scripted sort of thing, but Yeah, well it was uh at I guess a vintage car place with a mm -hmm. lot of weird and fantastical vehicles from the past. What did you think of the conversation they had here? Um, I think the main thing I took from it was him commenting on her intense personality, which is like more intense than his, but 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 don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we worry. balance each yeah. other out. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah. all fine. It's all <laughs> fine. Okay, don't worry about it. There is balance. I mean, if you say so, I guess we'll find out if that's true. See, I th I think there definitely could be balance. I just don't know if there actually is balance currently. Yeah, there's not a lot of meeting in the middle currently. I think they're like on opposite ends. Right. Both kind of teetering, so. Yeah, and as, as we've mentioned, you know, appeasement is not a great long-term strategy. And so if if the majority of the balancing is coming through the appeasement, then I would consider that not balanced. Yes, very true. Yeah. You know, what does what does life look like after decision day? You know, will will the happiness laugh uh, last? <laughs> I don't think it will laugh. And I'm not sure it will last either. But that's that's it's very philosophical. But if they don't move in together, I, I don't think the happiness will last. <laughs> no. We then have a really interesting scene with Clint and Mac, who we haven't seen. Mac, in a, a who's bit. Mac? So you, you mean? Do you, are you talking about McKinley? Yeah, our friendly neighborhood uh, marijuana entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, he he is back for some reason. Well, I feel like 
this was all very planned as to why he was brought well, back. I mean, yes, <laughs> that, that, that is true. But like in so, the grand scheme of life, like why? <laughs> so Clint is continuing to say like, oh, hasn't made any moves I, on Gina. I, I just have to bring this up because it's always, first of all, the, the setting that they have tends to crack me up because like, okay, guys, let's just have you have like a little workout time in the building's gym and then we can have a conversation. And so they like <laughs> throw the medicine ball to each other and, and stuff and then cut to them both sitting on the floor. Yeah, I don't know why there has to be this pretense of like we are like having fun together before we talk sort of activity. It's, I, it's just B-roll. It's just beautiful, so they they can fill things out as as needed. But that that uh, opening salvo by Mac. How are things going? We're still married. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a what a so glowing hard. review! <laughs> I laughed so hard when I heard that. <laughs> so he asked about Gina. And says that both Clint and Gina are attractive people. But especially Gina. Yes. he uh, In his little interview, he said he wished he had been matched with Gina. Yeah, well, it, it, it went beyond that, though, because he was, like, talking about how, like, he thought she was attractive and, like, she thought he was attractive and i was like where are you getting that from yeah it was uh, very kind of smug look on his face as he said yeah this. so i i don't know where all of that is coming from but like there's a very strong desire there for clint to become single again mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and thereby by extension i and, wonder if and clint primarily picked up on that at all i don't know I'd, I'd be curious to know that. It's like, it's like, geez, Mac, like, you've already asked me 45 questions about <laughs> Gina. Like, we're just having a friendly bro conversation here. Like, why are you asking so many questions? I don't understand. Yeah, so Mac said he has gone on a couple of dates. No need to wait any longer since things have ended with Dom. Oh, yes, they are over. That is probably the most confidence I've had in a broken up relationship not getting repaired in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's over. Was was there, you know, and so I guess, yeah, he's just, you know, he's getting back to the streets uh, as he waits around for post-decision day. Yep single gina he's got less than a week to wait i know must he must be so excited i know he's like laying the groundwork here mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah clint i i just don't know if i could you know be in a relationship where i had to you know like felt like i had to apologize if i accidentally touched my wife <laughs> uh you know it just like that doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. Like, no, th- there are no moves happening. Like, you're not physically attracted to each other. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could really do that myself. 
<laughs> there just, was also yeah. a brief chat with Shaquille and his friend Sherman. And it seems like Shaquille is at a six or a seven mentally. Yeah, six out of seven out of ten with his mental health. Which, I mean, I feel like that's maybe not the rating you want to be at when it comes to mental health. No. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> especially when you're in a in a marriage here and just the fact that he still has no clue what's going on in his relationship seven seven yep. weeks in but i do think that your uh, observation from earlier is likely a, a large contributor to his or like the problems coming from his end of like family so important to him that it really, really confuses him and like shuts him down that there's been no real connection to her family for him. When like that's kind of, he views that as a, an important part, a big part of being in a relationship with someone is like knowing who their family are, where they, like who they are, where they came from, like all that stuff. I think that that was a probably a spot on observation because it i guess feels like he's not really being included in her life at this point yeah probably feels like he doesn't know her super well all right because she never says anything <laughs> except that they need to talk more yeah but what about like they, they she wants to have like what was the she used like intentional yes intentional deep conversations but she also and I, i'm judging harshly here because i don't see the the 24 hour seven feed but like doesn't seem like she's stoking those fires at all from her side of things yeah it also seems like they just talk about talking a lot which right. is not helpful no it's it's not helpful and i like i don't know if maybe she also as part of like the expectations that she has with him being like her father and stuff if she's just like yeah like you are the man and so you're gonna be buying us a house and carrying in the groceries and you're gonna be starting the conversations <laughs> And like, like, I don't know if that is actually true, but perhaps from what we've seen, it, it could be true. And so around and around we go. And speaking, well, speaking of around and around. <laughs> I know. Do you, do you appreciate the, the segue? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. So we've got pole dancing. Mm-hmm. So because Jasmine and Gina's husbands are not attracted to them <laughs> let's have a pole dancing lesson so we can fix that like i said to you when we were watching this i'm not as convinced that gina has a husband who is unattracted to her i think mm -hmm. i think perhaps she has a husband that is stuffing his desire into a deep dark hole so that he does not cause any large rocking of the boat 
But that's just my opinion. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's go to the polls. Yeah, the instructor shows them some moves. Yeah, like how, I guess a whole routine they learned. Yeah. Were you, were you impressed by that? I guess. I mean, I don't know anything about pole dancing, but they seemed like they were able to do the moves she taught them pretty well. I mean, it uh, takes a lot of muscle from what I've heard. Yep, and then Ayers joined. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, and seemed to appreciate the view, shall we yeah, say. Yeah, I found that part uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> the, the, do you mean the fact that he showed up like 90% through the lesson or the scene following? At the the part where it was just him and Jasmine and she's like dancing for him and he's like throwing the money and clapping. It, it almost felt like he had to do that stuff. So it just it was a little awkward for me. So so it's it's not the objectification of women you have an issue with. It's the the inauthenticity. I mean, it could be both. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it cringe. Well, not, was... not not her dancing, but like just everything associated with him coming in to watch. It was definitely cringe for sure. I mean, it was definitely arranged by the experts as a way to hopefully get him interested. I don't know if if that was real, his response. I mean, it seems like you'd sort of have to be a fool or or just blind, like, to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing this for the cameras, uh. Because, like, as much as he has complained about the lack of bottom, like, she's a fit person. Like, she destroyed everyone on the log climbing thing. Yeah. She's, like, spinning around on this pole. Like, what more do you want I, from it, this woman? It makes no sense. Like, I... <laughs> and it's not like they jumped into bed after this, so I don't think it did what it was supposed to. Look, it's a, it's a slow burn, okay? It's a slow burn. <laughs> the this, slowest of this, burns. This relationship is a slow burn, all right? It, uh, he's coming out of hibernation very slowly. You got to give him some time. But he's already a sexual person, so that just doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess my, my opinion on that, and nobody asked for it, but I'm going to give it anyways. It's just that perhaps part of his issue is that he doesn't have a clue how to, like, relate to physical intimacy, like sex, all of that stuff within an actual relationship. Like, it's always been, you know, situationships and orgies and, like, all this different stuff. I'm a sexual person. But now he's like in this marriage and she's like, uh, okay. As he keeps mentioning, she's like, so like, you know, like you guys who have had sex, like, 
is married sex different than single sex like that <laughs> that bring that up again this episode <laughs> that that to me kind of indicates that like he's having a huge struggle like mentally like figuring out like the categories of things and like where to put this stuff That's so weird it really just seems like he wasn't ready for marriage look by your you know 15th or 20th orgy things get a little confusing i guess so so yeah i mean well. if he if he really authentically appreciated her skills or not hard to tell but let's Move let's on. go back to our favorite couple Shaquille, yes he is making breakfast breakfast for dinner i thought but maybe not so yeah they're talking about family again oh yeah okay yeah that's that's okay that's why i thought it was breakfast for dinner because she mentioned her meal with her brother earlier in the day that's yeah Mm-hmm. So this conversation doesn't go super well for them because she's telling Shaquille doesn't seem like you're happy to be here. We're not connected. It just feels like we're existing. So Shaquille is saying he didn't know she felt like that. Yeah, and just his because the sketch just again the work schedules being the excuse. Oh, it's the work schedules. I have a working family. Work schedules. And he's like, scheduling has been a problem for two months. And she's just like, yeah. Yeah, they continue to not <laughs> not connect. So uh-huh. they're they're kind of spinning their wheels going in circles. Yeah, I uh, this is disaster zone. Like real disaster zone. It's like he's questioning if her her family supports her, which I'm sure they support her, but I don't think they support him. Yeah. Like like she wants to feel like he likes her which is totally valid but it kind of has to flow both ways maybe like all this stuff but let's let's talk about the receipts because this was this was the flashbacks uh, yes this was like uh, this was like a villain ed- edit perhaps of of yeah a little the bit. bachelor is <laughs> like oh we're 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 back in the, we're back in bachelor nation here baby uh because we got a bunch of flashbacks prompted by kirsten not being sure that he's happy to be there yeah, I was like, he's returning home and barely says anything to her, just walks into the other room. Yes. She asks, like, about dinner, and he's like, eh, I'm fine, or... Yeah, so just cue, cue the multiple scenes for, taken from the GoPro footage or whatever the cameras they have in, in those apartments, the 24-7 ones, of him just like, yeah, here's a... It was like seven days ago nine days ago 13 days ago <laughs> and just like kept showing him coming just like shuffling around the kitchen doesn't say anything she's like right there on the couch like all this stuff yeah it like, didn't it didn't look good oof, real a real villain edit right there which was great and h- hilarious to see uh not 
super encouraging from a relationship aspect. Uh, and yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Our next scene is Jasmine and Eris. Before, before we go there, I just, as a bookend to Kirsten and Shaquille for this moment here, like, I feel like they're both so stuck in their own individual little worlds of how they perceive things and the lives that they live that it's almost like the two of them have just been wearing those giant like inflatable hamster ball things that you see people running around in in like uh the the various uh, made-up sports and stuff are you familiar with those it's like both of them are in those and so there's no way for them to actually get to each other they can only just like get close to the orbit that's it because they're so self-involved in their own issues and their own struggles individually that good luck with the relationship stuff <laughs> yeah they're not working as a team no and then but... kirsten says <laughs> that they can work on it it's a little late for that right yeah and then the like five hours they have left before decision day <laughs> oh yeah so apologize for diverting you but let's go back to jasmine and eris for yeah, some they receive, sexual healing yeah they received the basket everyone else yes, got weeks ago the standard sex kit from the experts and i just this is just too little too late like there's there's like nothing here they get like the feathers and she does a back massage on him he also asked, would she be a dominatrix? There we go again with these questions. She said she'd be open to it, though. And he wants to be smacked. And so after a lot of coaxing, <laughs> she finally smacks him hard enough after repeated attempts. Well, yes, but you have to point out, he didn't want her to just slap him. He wanted her to slap him sexually. Uh, yeah <laughs> or at least sensually i i, I guess uh yeah in very few stars from me for the first couple attempts well she didn't want to <laughs> hurt him but no yeah it's I, again i think his his expectations uh are so out of whack or his like m mindset is so out of whack that it's been impossible to just be like, oh, I'm married to this woman. I could just like sit next to her and rub her leg or something. Like, like the fact that right before, right before, sort of, I guess towards the beginning of this encounter, like the fact that he massaged her feet, like that had to have been the like most contact he has had with her this entire process i can't imagine there's any other moment where he had more contact like more physical contact with her probably probably like not that that is awful from a marriage survival standpoint 
Well, yeah, I mean, we've already established these two are done, right? So, but it's just like, why didn't you rub her feet on the honeymoon? Her butt's not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, I somebody that's... somebody somebody needs to find him and ask him that question. So, when push comes to shove, Eris, how much truly? Truly, how much did the butt issue affect your married at first sight experience? Maybe they will ask him on the reunion. I hope so, because I really want to know the answer to that. <laughs> because, goodness I think, gracious. I think the physical thing is a big part for him. I just, he so. doesn't know what he wants. Yes, he does. He wants Serena Williams. Serena Williams is unavailable. <laughs> she okay. is married. Someone who looks like and doesn't her. she have children too? Like she has a family, a, a replica. Someone who looks like her. That's what he wanted, <sighs> and he didn't get it, and so he's sulking and refuses to touch his wife. But again, that's not even what he wants. That's the idea of what he wants. Well, that's what he thinks he wants. <laughs> anyway, and he has a whole he has a whole fantastic woman right in front of him. Like what the crap. Oh, man. So these next, these <laughs> we have to always, move on. I, I know. I'm not going to say anything more about it. I'm just saying that my blood pressure always rises in oh, these Jasmine no. and Aristide. You, you can't let, you can't let just, that happen. No, it gets to me. It really, it gets to me. All right. I, I, um, I'm a, a gentle, empathetic person, okay? And it, it gets to me. <laughs> I people people don't know people don't know Sammy is very invested the difficulties <laughs> I have the emotional turmoil and trauma I go through watching these shows and watching these people dash themselves against the rocks for no reason it's rough I cry it's terrible so sorry please continue before I break down in tears again yeah, there's a quick convo with Nicole and her dad. Basically, her dad will support her decision. And once again, she brings up the whole Chris and the living situation. He's chill about it. She wants to figure it out. So that still has not been resolved. Whoa, surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that's happened before on this season with any of the couples. Yeah, we need some new stuff. We've discussed this each week, like... They need to figure it out. They haven't. Chris is dragging his feet. Well, thankfully, we only have, what, maybe one more episode before Decision Day starts? Hopefully, because we're just treading water at this point. So we won't be tortured for too much longer before we get to some of the more juicy tidbits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> From from the reunion uh, and everything that goes down there. So, so Clint got a haircut. Yeah, forced to get a haircut. Yes, Gina, I think this was a requirement from Gina. Yeah, so. which, again, I just... <sighs> trying not to freak out again, but... What the crap? Like, yeah, he's grown his hair out for eight years and he's only trimmed it himself. 
Who cares? Like, he hasn't gotten fired for it. Like, he's a, some big shot executive person, it seems like. Like, where? how are her standards above that? I mean, I don't know. She's a hairstylist. I guess she wanted him to look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought the hair look, haircut looked good. Which, uh, the stylist tells him he is going from Jesus to Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Gina pretends that this could be the spark in their marriage when we all know I, that is I not mean, true. I mean, I really don't in my heart of hearts know how to take what she said because she said honestly it might be what i've been missing this entire marriage i think that was could have even <laughs> just been a line they told her to say like that is so not true i mean Come i on. just there's no however you interpret it not good Ah, oh, pain. So much pain. I mean, speaking of pain, this scene with Shaquille and Kirsten oh, our, at the empty church. Our, our segues have been so great this episode. Like, what was this scene? They both got dressed up for, unless they went to church after they shot it and this was just before service started it was just odd it is possible i i think this was an attempt to like give some common ground yeah like church and religion is important to both of them right because he's he's all like that like this is very important to me and then uh i don't know if she was to the same extent from like what we learned um at the beginning of the season, learning about these people. But for him especially, he was talking about it in his ITMs. And so, like, oh, let's give them this common ground here. Church is important. And they both think it's important. Wow, that's a that could be what we need to bring them together. The common ground. I mean, unfortunately, I think that's pretty much where it ended. That's just them both agreeing, yeah, this is important, and the scene ends. Like, well, right, they okay. they, they ended up, uh, you know, sort of got a short little bit of them getting all fancied up and then them sitting in the in the empty church together. <laughs> They're going to uh, continue to grow. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, if we're speaking of religion, you know, I don't know if the general populace is familiar with the parable of the seed sower uh, who you know he tossed the seeds aside and there was various soil and some things grew and some things didn't i think uh, these seeds perhaps were cast upon rocky soil. yes 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent uh and, and then kirsten said the end fix it lord <laughs> If that isn't a cry for help, oh, oh I feel so bad for laughing. That's here their only hope at this point. It's just, it really is a huge bummer of a situation. Oh All man! Right. Next is Jasmine and Eris. They're getting readings from a medium. So this is why I would say I think it's Kirsten's father who is the pastor. Now, I could be wrong here, but oh, it seemed like Jasmine wanted them to go to the medium. 
or medium. Uh, and that was probably not even true. Production probably forced them to, but. Yeah, I like totally zoned out through most of this. Uh, okay. Because I. Okay, how dare you? Uh, we got some really important messages here. Uh, his dead grandma really wants Eris to have babies. Okay. You're going to you're going to sit here and tell me with a straight face that that's not important. I just I don't believe it straight up, which is so it's hard for me to take this at face value. Christy doesn't believe in the spirit realm. Well, especially when it's a person production has found that they have probably clued in to part parts of these people's lives so it's just hard for me to believe what they're selling mm -hmm. next you're gonna tell me that you don't think the witches bachelor nation hires you don't think they're real witches yeah same thing wow unbelievable such Including a lack that, of faith that mentalist that showed up on zach's season the same same thing I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. It was pretty awkward. They both seemed moved by it, though. So at least either they did believe it or they pretended to. And here I am once again. But is it enough? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing can save them. Wow. You, you are so... <laughs> Christy doesn't believe in the spirit realm. She has no faith. But the thing she is certain of is that they are doomed. That's the only thing she is certain of. Wow. I mean, I'm just going off of what I see. It's a little tough for me to hear, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so let's keep the awkwardness going, shall we? Right into Kirsten and Shaquille yet again. So it's family time for them, except... Family time, in air quotes. Her brother can't come because he's working, and so Shaquille goes to get her mom. She's the only one who can make it. Takes, yes, him, I, takes him 15 minutes to come back with her. A giant family reunion of the couple and her mom. <laughs> yeah, I get, I, I, how I understood it was that the mom was essentially lost in the apartment building. She like couldn't yeah. figure out where to park, first of all. And then she was like wandering around some random floor. Because <laughs> he comes back, he's like, found your mom. <laughs> uh, which, at, at, like as he's coming in the door, she's like microwaving something because she couldn't, she couldn't wait because she doesn't want to get hangry. Yeah, she, she wanted to eat. <laughs> It's just, it's just like there there's no cohesiveness here at all it, this, everything is a mismatch basically they're like they're they could not be firing on more different cylinder cylinders like i oh i'm sorry i i will take some deep breaths and we can we can move on yeah after they tell her mom like the struggles they're having with the walls and the guards up and yeah Shaq, the conversations and the quality time yeah Shaq is not his best self right now no <laughs> so the mom basically tells them get rid of your expectations take the walls down and relax 
But that's the problem. They they both have such high expectations and such specific expectations. Yeah. And those, those expectations are totally different. But the effect, I think, is the same when push comes to shove for both of them when it comes to, like, the engagement in the relationship. Yeah, they... Just rough to watch the two of them. Yeah, I do want to bring up too because I, I, one of the things, and I've I've mentioned this to you before, but like she talks so slowly, like it's it's like mm-hmm. every word is of vital importance. Yeah, when you were watching this, and you had it <laughs> sped up. And watching it on one and a half speed is still like a normal cadence. (laughs) I'm like, wow. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And you wonder why I sped it up. Yeah, I don't blame you for their scenes at least. Yeah. And then I'm over here just blapping nonstop with all sorts of likes and filler words because the words are just spilling out of my brain. (laughs) So we close this episode with a very interesting um, expert visit, a yes. dual expert yes. visit. Yes, it, uh, it was time. It was time to bring in the big guns. They had to tag team because these two are on the brink of divorce. <laughs> and so Pepper and Cal are here to save the day. Where were you during the honeymoon? Where were you when he usually went for more slender women? <laughs> where were you? Where During were you at the, gin- at, the gi- at the ginger beach? You know, where were you? Where were you then? Uh, so Dr. Pepper is kind of like a teacher here. She comes in and it's like, did you do your homework? Yes. It's, it's time to talk about accountability and responsibilities. So they did not see the movies <laughs> she recommended, <laughs> which I don't really blame them because, like, that wouldn't really have fixed things, I don't think. No, no, but I don't think the idea was to fix things with that. I think the idea was that, again, it's it's a, a potential seed or a potential catalyst, you know, because they're both and they both have been in this like detached place from each other emotionally. Like, again, the only time we've really seen Gina exhibit any emotion was when her stylist quit. Like, That's true. Through, through this marriage. And so I think the idea was if you watch these movies that are, you know, for a lot of people really moving and impact you emotionally, like and are cathartic in that way they elicit emotions they elicit some amount of vulnerability because you're reacting to that maybe that can be a a starting point to be like oh wow you have feelings i also have feelings i didn't know that before well clint says it was a timing thing with the couple's retreat and everything and Pepper points out, if I told you I had $3,000 for you, you'd have found the time. So. <laughs> you, you'd have found time to pick it up. Uh-huh. So Gina said her feelings haven't gotten there. They haven't gone gone past friendship. Oh, yeah. And then Dr. But, Pepper asks, 
like during the wedding was the touching and kissing real right because they were pretty like they were pretty physical with each other yeah. the wedding day yeah they showed flashbacks of it and gina said well it was kind of like an in the moment thing and clint's like yeah there was an expectation that it's a wedding you're supposed to do that sort of thing see again i don't believe him that's what i'm saying is i think he has been trying to avoid getting crushed this entire time and i think i think this the end of this episode was where he finally got crushed yeah it was sad like i i i i'm not saying that he is uh not also a contributor to the demise of his marriage like, yeah even he himself uh, said that yeah. obviously but like i think he has been being pretty careful throughout this whole time like not getting too invested because he feels that like hostility yeah so yeah it was kind of interesting to see that they were both like yeah we weren't really feeling it but felt we should at the wedding and um cal asked if what they want out of life is compatible so clint thinks they have a ton of commonality but he doesn't have that yearn to get romantic yeah, because she's like scowling at him all the time. <laughs> and so Gina also says that <laughs> some person personality stuff has been a mismatch. She just she just unloaded. I know. Like finally the truth comes out. I mean, this was like action movie finale, like Terminator, like just unloading clip after clip into his poor corpse like yeah she said he's outrageous loud fun crass sense of humor and she gets secondhand embarrassment well, yeah because he has yeah because he has bizarre energy i mean wow <laughs> like so is, tell me how you really feel i mean and clint just has to sit there and take that and not like get really upset i'll be totally honest with you if i was in his position i i would have started crying i know that was like kind of <laughs> like, mean right <laughs> like, i would have been crying there like because that's very much a lot of it at least like those are things like fundamental to who he is yeah. as a person <laughs> like it's hard to change that stuff nor should he have to like Right, I just, ah, man, what a, ow. You could argue that perhaps, for example, like, oh, well, if if you have super crass humor, like, that's something that you could modulate to a degree or, you know, depending on your audience, right, that's something that you could change. But, like, the vast majority of what she just unloaded there as she let the floodgates open was super personal and like not just stuff you can be like oh yeah okay well yeah i see your point i'll i'll go and uh you know swap out some of my clothes for better clothes <laughs> yeah and on after party they pointed out that like those things she mentioned are things that the rest of the cast likes about clint and so it hurts even more Coming from Gina, would be like, yeah, I don't like all these things about you. So, yeah, just brutal. 
so freaking brutal uh and she doesn't she doesn't feel wifely i mean no but so so i the, the, what i want what i want and what i've really wanted your your thoughts on here and i've been waiting with anticipation for this since i watched the episode but what do you think about her problem with his cooking? <laughs> I just, this didn't make so, sense so, to me, so really. De describe how you, like, how you perceived the the problem that she so, had. So, like, all his cooking, I guess she feels wasn't for her. It was just... For him, I guess. First, yeah. First of all, like yeah. it wasn't intention. Did she said she didn't feel intentionality as a husband, which makes no sense. Like he made the food for both of them, like a husband cooking dinner for him and his wife. Yeah, I mean, and what she was also bringing up there was, I guess, I guess, like feeling that his cooking is. I don't know, like generic in its motivation, you know, sort of referring to say the retreat, him like cooking on the retreat. But that's like he different. just does that. He just does that for anyone. He just extended the niceness to the rest of the group. Like it seems like he cooks for them at home. That would be most of the time. The retreat was a one-time thing. Well, he's cooked for them before, too, and it's un it's inexcusable. <laughs> No, I, I guess I guess what what I'm particularly curious about is is I guess how how you feel about that because I like I think on one level and a pretty major level it's like I mean this seems a little insane that you're taking it this way like that you're just being oh he just likes cooking for people he cares about and so he'll just cook for anybody. And, like, she's t that's the nugget she's taking out of that. But, like, what, like, they asked, what could he have done to fix this? Like, is he not cooking the food she liked? Like, if that's the case, why wouldn't she just say, oh, he's cooking, but he's not making food I like? But that didn't seem like it was the case. No, the, the, so. From the things that we saw, at least. So what, what could he have done? to make his cooking more intentional as a husband <laughs> like so so you 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 don't really see a a way to view this that's favorable to gina no not with the cooking thing <laughs> she seemed to enjoy the food he made so i don't though though we did we did hear from somebody maybe it was clint directly during one of the after parties that uh it, it seemed like a lot of the time he would like be making dinner for them like tell her i think as well that he was making dinner for them and she would come home like with takeout that was about her right? yeah um so that's just that's a bit strange yeah. to me like i don't know yeah, what's going on there? I don't I I don't know because like on the one hand it seemed like she did 
even if she even if it wasn't appreciation she like liked not having to put forth the effort like when they were when they were giving these assignments right one of the things was why don't you cook a meal and she was like no 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 that's clint's thing yeah so now you're being like oh but i don't appreciate that because it wasn't intentional enough yeah so it just it just seems like she, she has put these things in a very specific box sort of after the fact yeah. as like a maybe a justification for divorce like yeah oh, see they're just it was it couldn't it couldn't have worked and like my argument would be like it seems like a great thing that he's cooking for other people like you're saying that oh he cooks for people he cares about well then he clears he, he clearly cares about you dummy like yeah like what like, Let, let's extend that where, where is the like follow that through to its conclusion like if he if he is willing to go through all that effort so that he can benefit and and cook for people that he cares about and he is cooking for you like daily it almost seemed like perhaps that could potentially maybe indicate that he cares about you <laughs> like where how how do we get lost along the way there i i don't i don't get it and clint is rightfully mystified in his interview just he is blindsided very blindsided and I loved at the end of it. He said, "Very interesting. It's so funny." Yeah. Yes, his his, uh, his cadence and emphasis is is hilarious sometimes. Wow, very interesting. <laughs> very very pointed there. Yes. Uh, I just uh, I know we never we never see everything, and we never you know have the most concrete idea but man do i feel i i feel bad for him and it feels weird for me because this is like the inverted mitch relationship where it's like by the end of it i was like you've grown a lot dude but it's still not a good idea for the two of you to be married and all along we were like oh yeah go lady kick him mm -hmm. out you're great <laughs> you, know, you know like all of that stuff uh which was terribly rude and you should be ashamed for that christy <laughs> but i mean this was the exact opposite even though we did kind of want to not like him at the beginning i was pretty i was very much anti-clint at the beginning yeah uh and he really grew on us yeah and it's so it, it's like okay well what happened here i guess gina's just preparing the way for mac <laughs> maybe they've been i mean we, we keep seeing that preview maybe they've been dming this whole time maybe there's maybe it's a conspiracy yeah i don't know at what point he slid in oh boy <laughs> I guess maybe we will find out Hopefully the answer next to week. that question. 
Oh, you, you're wanting it to happen next week, huh? Well, I don't know where that clip of I slid into Gina's DMs is from. I don't know if that was during filming here. Is it like the after the reunion thing? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very interested <laughs> to find out personally. And that's really it. That's just there there isn't really a nice bow to put on destruction of this magnitude. No, it's just we're we're going downhill. Like that was just that was a fatality there <laughs> at the end she she murdered him she yeah just, i don't see how you come back from that no i don't i don't think there is she doesn't like who he is as a person and now he knows it <laughs> yeah because i think that was one of the things that he said in his interviews like like why didn't you tell me this weeks ago yeah why why didn't you give me a chance to like adjust or change how i was doing things but nope right at the end as she's forced to by the experts great timing mm -hmm. yeah it's gonna be a real fun <laughs> last week for clinton gina Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a what a fall from their super great honeymoon <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that this relationship has flatlined. So I think it is, I think it's all over for them. And even if they don't get divorced before decision day, I would imagine they're going to get divorced after decision day, on decision day. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, as always, a cheery end to an episode from <laughs> the 16th season of Married at First Sight. Uh, a real uplifting experience. And I think I'll just leave you with that. Just sit with it, enjoy it, <laughs> until we come back next week with, I'm sure, more terrible news. <laughs> <laughs>